a fresh move of healing. I don't know if you believe in God for a fresh move of the healing power of Jesus. We go through seasons in the church, and this church, Kensington Temple, was known as the Church of the Great Physician. And if you're a guest here tonight, when they dug up the basement downstairs, we found crutches and wheelchairs uh, left over from the revivals that George Jeffrey, the founding father of this church, left over behind of the miracle work and power of Jesus that operated in this building. And over the time where we've had our senior ministers here, Eldon Corsi, Wynne Lewis, Colin Dye, currently we've seen amazing moves of God's healing power. And we know that we're no stranger to the healing power of Jesus in this place today. In fact, people come from all over the world because they know that something significant happens in this building and in this church. And we know that many people have received a miracle in this building as well. And Colin recently shared with us as leaders that he feels there's going to be a fresh wave of, of healing, of miracles moving throughout the church, in the services, in the network. And I, I want us to believe God as well for that fresh wave of healing in the, in the, in the church. Now, this story, Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, Jesus was passing by. Jesus was passing by. I mean, it was no news to the people in the New Testament. Jesus was passing by seemingly everywhere because where Jesus was, there was miracles. Hallelujah. Jesus preached a message, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which means the power of God is here. The presence of God is here. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And one of the signs of the kingdom of heaven was healing power. People were delivered. People were healed. People were forgiven. So if you need forgiveness tonight, if you need healing in your body, if you need deliverance, that's what Jesus does. He heals people. He forgives people. He delivers people. He sets people free. And here in this passage in Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, we see the story of a lady who'd been oppressed for 12 years. 12 years, a lady with a neck problem tonight, three months, and she's in some discomfort, and she's been set free tonight. But this lady struggling with this issue for 12 years, 12 years. There may be situations in your life tonight where there's been an unsaved relative or, or a problem in your family for such a long time. And sometimes when there's a situation for a long time, it can become even more burdensome. It, it can even get to the point where you think, you know what, I thought it was going to happen after a year. I thought it was going to happen in year two, but my God, 12 years, will God ever heal me? Will God ever do something? And here in this scripture, Jesus was passing by because a man called Jairus, his daughter was sick to the point of death. And he came to Jesus and he said to Jesus, Jesus, my daughter's at the point of death. Will you come and heal her? And Jesus agreed. He said, yes, I'm going to come. And he's on his way. Now, if you look through the scriptures, Jesus has already healed a paralytic in Mark 2. Uh, when he came in and he said to the paralytic, your son, your sins are forgiven. And there was a little argument between the Pharisees. They said, how can he forgive sins? And Jesus said, that you may know that I have power to forgive sins. He told the paralytic to rise up, take his mat, and walk. And the Bible says, immediately the man was raised up. He took up his mat and he walked out in full view of everybody. Miracles were the order of the day. And as Jesus was passing by, it says in verses 24, so Jesus went with him, a large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had a subject of bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she said, if I just touch his cloak or his clothes, I will be healed. 
Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from the suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone from him. He turned around the crowd and asked him, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you? His disciples answered, and yet you asked, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Be freed from your suffering. This woman, for 12 years, all she did was she saw Jesus. She saw the healing power of Jesus. She saw God moving. Now notice in the scripture, there's a large crowd of people. Now, I don't know if you'd consider this crowd here tonight a large crowd. You may consider if we were all walking down Portobello Road together and Bruce was in the middle. And we're all walking down. There's a large crowd and Bruce is in the middle. This was kind of a picture. And this woman, she's got an issue of blood. Now, what does that mean? Well, by the Jewish customs, this woman, she would have been rejected because she had this issue of blood. N number, number two, she wasn't even allowed out of the house to be around people because of this issue. And certainly, Jesus would have become ceremonially unclean if this woman had touched him. And this woman would have been condemned. So she had all these issues. And she just said to herself, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. In another word, she just believed God. How many people believe in God to do something in your life tonight? Amen. She just believed God. She got to the point. She went to the doctors. She spent all she had. She didn't just go to one doctor. She went to two doctors. She went to friends. Now, often in our lives, when we're struggling with stuff, we go to everybody else except Jesus, don't we? We go to the doctor. We go to the internet. We go to Google. We go to Facebook. We go all over the place. And then suddenly we come back to the Bible and we say, God, help me, please. Help me, please, I need a miracle. Well, we should have went to God first. This woman, she'd been around a bit. She'd went everywhere, and she had no more money left. Her last option was Jesus. She wasn't bothered about being rejected anymore. She got to the point where she said, you know what, I don't care anymore. I just need a breakthrough. I need God in my life. I need God to do something in my life. Now, when we're thinking about the Brexit and we're thinking about the EU and all the things that have happened, Colin has said that we have a window of opportunity. Now, we also know right now in the government that the other camp, the pro-EU camp, the Remainers, are planning something out there to try and stop the Brexit. Now, whether we're in or whether we're out, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we have a window right now of opportunity to reach out to people with the, with the gospel and to see a breakthrough in this country. Now, we don't know if that's going to be one year. We don't know if that's going to be two years. I remember it was prophesied when we went to Mali. And a prophet said in Mali, he said, in three years, the door for Mali is going to be closed. And the pastors didn't take that word seriously. Now, another prophet came and said, in another three years, the door for Mali is going to be closed. We thought, okay, we've got another three years. Within six months, the coup happened in Mali. The government was removed, and no one was able to go there from the West to preach the gospel. And the pastors, since that time, have been under oppression. Now, a window of opportunity is there to seek God and to start to say, God, we want to grab hold of you afresh. And this woman, she, she crawled on the floor. She crawled on the floor through the sand, past people's feet, and she just said, if I can just get close to God, if I can just get close to God. Now, it's my prayer tonight for myself and for you is that you would get close to God. In fact, I've got a question for you now. How close are you to God? 
How close are you to God? We go through periods, don't we, where we're so close to God. In fact, it seems that heaven is visiting us. We feel his presence every day. When we, when we worship, tears come and we feel our hearts moved. And then we go through other seasons where we pray. And in fact, it gets to the point where we actually can't even think of words to say anymore. Because prayer has become so hard and, and so difficult. And I don't know where you are with God tonight, but I want to ask you a question. If you were to die right now, do you have peace with God? Do you have a sense of knowing God? This woman was far away from God. She'd been rejected by man, but she said, you know what? I need to be close with God. The only way that I can be healed is to be close with God. The only way I can get my breakthrough is to be close with God. That's what she said to herself. She reached out and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. She placed a demand on the anointing. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27 said, the burden shall be removed from your neck because of the anointing. Now, Jesus was anointed. Jesus got in the temple, didn't he? And he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted, to open the prison door and to set the captives free. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and how it went about doing good and healing all that are oppressed by the devil. I want to tell you now that Jesus is not just the Jesus of the Bible days. He's not just the Jesus you read in on the pages of this book. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same Jesus that healed then, and he's the same Jesus that heals today. And the difference is about appropriating and placing a demand on the anointing by faith. How do you get faith? With faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, faith doesn't just come by reading the Bible. I mean, you can read the Bible and get a certain level of stirring, but faith comes by the rhema word. That word faith comes by the word. It's the word rhema. It means the revelation of God. It means when you're reading your Bible and the word just springs out from you and suddenly you didn't have faith. You were struggling to believe. And then suddenly you think, you know what? That's me tonight. That's me. That's the word that I've got from God. And I'm going to believe God supernatural confidence in God, the rhema word. And this woman, she picked up this rhema word. In fact, she confessed it out loud. She said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. If I can just touch Jesus, she confessed it. She spoke it out loud. Now, something that God has been speaking to me about is just by speaking life. I don't know about you, but London can be a very lonely place, a very negative place, a very busy place, full of impolite people. If you don't have an opportunity to be annoyed, then you're probably not living here today. You're probably not living in London. We're always going through life. It's busy. It's a busy culture. And there's plenty of opportunities to be upset. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God. This woman placed a demand on the anointing. She appropriated her faith. You know, many of us, we read the Bible if we get the chance to. And, but we, do we meditate on the Word of God? Do we meditate on the Word of God day and night? If you are going to receive a miracle in your body, if you're going to receive an answer to prayer, if you're going to have faith to overcome, Colin said at the beginning of this year that this year is the year of overcoming. This year is the year of overcoming. That means we've got something to overcome. So if you're in a position right now where you're up against it and it's difficult, well, guess what? This is the year of overcoming. And if this is a year of overcoming, that God is going to anoint you and empower you to overcome whatever obstacles in your life. 
Now, right now, you might not have the level of faith that is required to overcome. And Jesus said in Mark 11, when he cursed the fig tree, and Peter, he just saw the fig tree. He said, look, Jesus, the fig tree is withered. And Jesus said, you know what? If you speak to the mountain and say, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you prayed, then you will have whatever you say. He was basically saying, what is he saying? If you speak life, if you speak about the mountains, if you speak the Word of God in your life, you'll, it'll create strength. It'll create faith, because faith comes by the Word of God. Now, I was listening to Derek Prince the other day, and he was saying, most people listen with God with one, with one ear, and then they listen to the devil with the other ear. And, and we seem to be going through this situation where we're, we're saying, God, I want to believe you. I'm believing you. And the next, oh, God, it's not going to happen, is it? I'm sick. Lord, I'm not going to recover. Oh, God, it's not going to happen. And we're stressed and we're anxious. And then suddenly we're back in faith again. And as I was listening to Derek Vince, he, he said, the words just said, you need to shut your ear to the devil. Shut your ear to the devil and open both ears to God. Hallelujah. Shut your ear to the devil. Shut your ear to negativity. Shut your ear to doubt and unbelief and open both ears to God. Hallelujah. That's some good advice tonight, to listen to God. This woman, what did she do? She looked to Jesus. Hebrews 12 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. How are you going to be healed? Well, Jesus is fully healed. He's in heaven right now, our great high priest. He died on the cross. He paid the price for your sin, for your sickness, for your rejection and your pain. And the Bible says when you look at Jesus, there's a divine exchange that takes place. In fact, the pain that you're experiencing in your body right now and that you've been experiencing in your body, the Bible says that pain was taken away at the cross. It says in Isaiah 53, it says, Surely he took about infirmities, our pains, and carried our diseases, our sicknesses. Who was that? Jesus on the cross. He took your pain on the cross. And as you look at the cross, you are healed. Jesus was wounded that you might be healed. Hallelujah. That you may receive a healing. He was wounded. He took your pain upon the cross. So looking unto Jesus puts on a different situation. This woman, what was she doing? She climbed through the crowd and she looked at Jesus. She kept her mind on Jesus. She kept focused on Jesus. As she focused on Jesus, she said, if I just touch Jesus, if I get my goal, my goal is to touch Jesus. My goal is to, to reach out to Jesus, to know Jesus. I tell you, if you know Jesus and you can touch Jesus, everything's going to be all right. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What did he mean? The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my security. I have all that I need. If I have God in my life, if I have Jesus in my life, I have all that I need. I don't need to worry. I don't need to be anxious. Why? Because I know that God has my back. God is my protection. He's my provider. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. And if you know God, you have all that you need. That's what he meant. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. So looking unto Jesus, it's faith Real faith is faith in God's faithfulness. God is faithful. Do you believe he's faithful tonight? He's faithful to heal you, forgive you, give you a second chance and a third chance. And if you need a fourth chance or a fifth chance, he'll give you that as well. He's a God of grace. Faith in God's faithfulness. This woman confessed. She believed. She spoke out the word. She confessed it. And as she confessed, she came to Jesus and Jesus said, somebody touch me. And as he talked to the woman, she came trembling and fearing. Why? Because she knew 
that he wasn't allowed by Jewish customs or Jewish law to touch Jesus. But I want to tell you tonight that you don't receive a miracle by following the law. In fact, she would have never been healed if she followed the law. If she followed the law correctly, she would have never been healed. Why? Because she wasn't allowed to crawl through that crowd. She shouldn't have been near the crowd. She wasn't allowed near Jesus, a teacher who'd been in the synagogue. She wasn't allowed. She was rejected. Why? Because of what she was going through. So she shouldn't have been there. So she would have never been healed. But she took the risk. By faith, she took the risk. And she stepped out. In Galatians chapter 3, it says, Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace. That was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation. As I already written to you briefly in the reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight in the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the people of other generations, as it is now being revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel of the Gentiles, I think this is the, must be the wrong verse. I'm actually in Ephesians rather than Galatians. Hallelujah. I'm in Ephesians rather than Galatians. Now I'm in Galatians. Hallelujah. I would like to to learn, verse 2, that just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by the means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain? If it is really, was it in vain? So again, I ask you, does God give this spirit and work miracles among you by works of the law or by believing in faith? Does God give you miracles? Does he work miracles among you by you obeying the law or by you believing what you heard, by what you saw in Jesus? I want to tell you now, miracles happen by faith. By faith, does that mean I can live an immoral life and be unrighteous? No. You follow what Jesus, the method of Jesus. He who believes in Jesus becomes like Jesus. He lives like Jesus. And Jesus is righteous. Bruce has mentioned today about the love of God. The more of Jesus in the life, Jesus in our lives, the more we become full of his love and full of his fruits. But he's saying that if you're going to work miracles, you work miracles simply by believing God. Switching off negativity, confessing that which is right, just like this woman. And Jesus said to this woman, your faith has made you well. Your faith, you placed a demand on the anointing. The whole crowd was not healed, but this woman got healed. Imagine out of all the crowd of people who were next to Jesus, not one of them were able to access God's power. Not one of them were changed. Not one of them was changed at that moment. Only one. It was because that woman said, I have a need, and I need to touch Jesus. I'm going to place a demand on the anointing. As I touch Jesus, I'm going to believe that his power to heal is going to touch my body. And the Bible says she felt in her body, she felt in her body, everybody say that, she felt in her body, she felt it in her body, she felt something in her body. Jesus also felt it, didn't he? He said, somebody touched me. Who touched me? Somebody touched me. People will say, hey, come on. There's loads of people around you. Of course somebody touched you. No, he felt power. Leave his body. She placed a demand on the anointing. That anointing came from Jesus, went in her body. And whatever the problem was that was in her body, Jesus just fixed it. That power just fixed it in a moment. She was completely healed. 12 years of pain. 12 years of suffering, 12 years of going to the doctor, and no one was able to help her but Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you now that Jesus is able to help you. Jesus is able to forgive you. Jesus is able to heal you. And he's able to deliver you. And he's able to set you free. 
if he set one person free here tonight, if he set one person free, just only one person free, I want to tell you that means he can set all of you free. Just one person. If he can do it in one person, he can do it in every single person. You're all God's special children. I say that because that's what I have a song for Judah he learned in his nursery. And the end of the verse says, you're all God's special children. Hallelujah. There's no favorites in this house. Hallelujah. You're all God's favorite. Amen. God's word is available to every single one of you. Every single one of you. Amen. Now let's uh, bring the, the, the worship team back. I want to finish tonight with Proverbs chapter 4. Building healing in your body. Now, many of you might suffer from allergies or suffer from something tonight. And there's two uh, ways you can be healed. One by the rhema word of God, but also building up your faith. Building up your faith in God's word. And he says here tonight in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, my son... Or my daughter, pay attention to what I say. Pay attention to what I say, meaning the Word of God. Pay attention to what I say. I don't know about you, but I seem, sometimes I, I get up and I'm going to work and I'm reading my Bible. And then suddenly, as I hold the Bible, there's something there in front of me. And it's called the Metro. And I pick up the Metro and then I'm reading the Metro. And suddenly, th that stirring for God starts to disappear because I'm reading now the metro, and I'm reading what's going on in the problems of the world. And then when I get to work, suddenly I'm filled with the problems that was in the metro, and now I don't have faith in God anymore. Now, it might not be the metro for you, but there's plenty in this world to distract you from thinking about God. If you're going to get your healing, if you're going to get your breakthrough, if you're going to get strength from God, he says, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. One's whole body. So he's basically saying that if you think about the Word of God, if you turn to God, if you listen to His voice, and you don't let it go out of your sight, to you keep them in your heart, that means you keep pushing the Word of God in your heart. Not the Metro, not the BBC, not Sky News, not the England game, whatever the score was. You know, I'll probably get that later, hallelujah, and then get back in my Bible. Whatever, but getting the Word of God in your heart, getting it deep down in your spirit, that you have strength in the day of battle. You have strength when something happens to you. A friend of mine lost his brother the other day. He flew to Miami. Now, he was doing okay. He was in good spirits, and I was quite happy for him. I thought, oh, okay, he must have some strength from God. Some people would literally crumble if that would happen to them. In the day where something may happen to you, if you put the Word of God, God will give you the strength through His Word to sustain you. He says, health to all your whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. What is he saying? Put the Word of God in your heart. Put the Word of God in your heart. Guard your heart, for out of the Word of God in your heart, out of the things you put in your heart, will spring the issues of life. How do miracles happen? How, how does healing happen? How, how does the ministry team or somebody on this platform pray for somebody and see a miracle? Well, that person needs to appropriate their faith in God. They need to go through the Scriptures and the Word of God. They need to get a Word from God. And out of that Word that God's placed in their heart, that's the Word of God healing people. You can't heal people without the Word of God. You can't heal people without Jesus. It's Jesus, the Word of God, that's healing people. And as you put the Word of God in your spirit and the revelation that God is 
a healer. No, God is your healer. The revelation that God is your healing and that he wants to use you to heal. Right, and say, well, yeah, God will heal you. I don't know if he's my healer, but he's your healer. It's sometimes easy uh, to b- believe God for somebody else, isn't it? Oh, I'm believing God that you'll be healed. Oh, look, you've been healed. And then suddenly you go back worrying about your situation. It's important to, to increase your faith, to go over the Bible and get faith on the inside of you that you can overcome. And then when you appropriate your faith for somebody else, they can also overcome as well. So get the Word of God deep down in your spirit, would you? Meditate on the Word of God day and night. And that when you're going through a situation that needs enough faith, you're going to have all the faith that you need. You'll have all the strength that you need because you've been meditating on the Word of God. Let's bow our heads in prayer right now tonight. I'd like the ministry team just to come to the front if you can. We're going to pray for you tonight. If there's not a situation we've called out that you need prayer for, or maybe you're still suffering, you need prayer for healing, we're going to pray for you in a few moments. And some of the ministers as well and Chris and the team. But I want to just to pray right now. If you're here tonight and you don't have forgiveness of sins, every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this place tonight and you don't have forgiveness of sins, that word made well is the word sozo in the Greek, and it means salvation. Salvation means forgiveness of sins, healing, deliverance, freedom. That woman, when she said, I just touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she was not only healed, but she was forgiven. Jesus brings salvation. Have you been forgiven today? Do you know that God's forgiven you of your sin, your past life? Maybe you're here tonight and you need His forgiveness. I want to pray a prayer tonight. And if you need Christ in your life, just pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you right now and I admit that I'm a sinner, that I need you. And I don't have your forgiveness, but Lord, I ask you to come into my heart right now and to forgive me of all my sins. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again on the third day. I believe that you're the healer. I believe you're here tonight. This day, I choose to follow you. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me and forgiving me in Jesus' name.